Did the Jayhawks offense take a step up or is OU's defense just that bad? Plus a conversation about style points for the college football playoff and a peek into the week nine slate of games all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So we're going to look into the Kansas game. The Jayhawks are coming to Stillwater We just saw them put up a really good fight against the Sooner team. And you have to stop and think, is it, did they take a step forward? Is it a new Kansas team? I don't think so. I think OU's defense was truly terrible on Saturday against KU. They figured out a way to beat it and and it almost worked. I mean, they still lost by 12 points, but they played by far their best football game of the season. And I think a lot of that credit can be given to the poor OU defense going into this game. We we're going to lean on Jalen Warren. I KU has the worst rush defense in the big 12. So I can't imagine that this won't be a Jalen Warren show. Although after last week, completely taking it out of his hands in the second quarter, we'll have to see what Casey Dunn and Mike Gundy do. But I do think Jalen Warren will be doing a lot of the work against KU on Saturday. Now, Jason Bean had his best game of the season against OU. On the season, he's averaging 55% completion percentage. Against OU, he completed 73.9% of his passes. So, again, they really, the, the OU's defense let KU shine on Saturday. The, the skill set that Jason Bean brings to the table, that was a hard sentence, is that once he gets out of the pocket, he's very quick uh, to, to get the yardage for first down, to do what he needs to do to make a play happen. So containing him and making sure that he doesn't get outside the pocket and make something happen with his feet. He had some cross body throws. He played a really good game on Saturday, and a big proponent of that was his ability to get out of the pocket and to make something happen that wasn't the plan. So he's a quarterback that we need to keep contained. I have a feeling we're going to put him in the dirt a couple times on Saturday. I would not be surprised to see Colin Oliver grab him another sack and as well as multiple other players on the defense. I do think the most important thing about Saturday is to not overlook this team. They have nothing to lose. They could pull out every trick in their playbook Lance Leopold, clearly respected by his players, kind of inherited a pretty tough situation. KU's been pretty bad at football for a pretty long time, and 
he's expected to turn this program around. I think it's it's very clear that he's well respected and these players want to play for him and they play hard and they could come out, you know, run some fake plays, do a fake punt, fourth and long and go for it because there's nothing you're not worried about anything. I think about it I could compare it to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions if you're an NFL fan at all. We just saw them last week try every trick play they had. They did two fake punts. They went for insane things that the analytics are screaming, don't go for it. And they did it because they were 0-6. They're trying to get a win. They love their coach. They want to win for their coach. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of same mentality from Kansas against Oklahoma State on Saturday, in particular if Oklahoma State comes in thinking that they've got this win in the bag. If you've played sports, you know that feeling of people telling you, oh, this game's going to be an easy one, it's an easy win. And for me personally, now I'm anxiety-ridden, so maybe it's because of that. But for me personally, I hated when people told me not to worry about it, it's an easy win, you got it in the bag, because then if something goes wrong, that's all you hear. So hopefully they don't go in with that mentality. I don't think they will, especially coming off a loss. I think they'll be ready to come and play. But that's the thing I want to see from Mike Gundy, from Casey Dunn, from this offense. Show up out of the gate. Keep your feet on the gas. Both feet. I don't. Not even just foot on the gas. I want both feet firmly planted on the gas pedal. That's that's what I want to see from the Cowboys this weekend. I want to see them play a full four quarters of football with Mike Gun with Mike Gundy and Casey Dunn running a play to win offense not a play to hopefully not lose this game and put it in the hands of the defense. I want to see our offense firing on all cylinders. I know we'll rely on Jalen Warren, as I think we should, in every game going forward. But to see some of the offense get rolling would be nice on every front. That's that's most important to me, is that we come up right out of the gate, and play hard and play mean and do it for a full full four quarters. Okay, I got a little excited there. I'm very ready for Saturday. I hate a week of a loss. It's just the whole week is bad. I'm ready to get back in the win column. Next up, we dived in to the style points part of the college football playoff, how we feel about it. This was, uh, I linked up with the other host of the Locked on Big 12 shows. And, and just kind of discuss where we stand on style points in the college football playoff. But first, one of the sponsors of today's show, Sweatblock. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before you go to sleep. Go night-night, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. There's a dry shirt guarantee. It is finally starting to cool down where I'm at. I am so glad. But it's still humid. Sweat is still an issue. Sweatblock is doctor created and doctor recommended. Plus, it works up for seven days with one use. Wear what you want to wear with confidence. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Who doesn't want a little extra confidence when you're walking around, going on a first date, going to your favorite team's football game? Again, use locked on on sweatblock.com for a 20% discount. This episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. 
I remember one trip home from a basketball game. We broke down on the highway, had a flat tire, happened to be a McDonald's right off the exit. So me and my teammates hung out in a McDonald's for several hours while we waited for another bus to come pick us up. It's a memory that will always stick with me. It's a reason McDonald's will always be close to my heart. It's a beacon and a light on a long road trip and it holds you like when you just need a burger and a Dr. Pepper. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Lockdown Pokes watch party? Thanks for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, Steven, uh, Linda, and John, we get your thoughts about the Cincinnati thing. It is my opinion that the whole style points thing, like Jacob's right, they're going to have to do that. It is my opinion they shouldn't. Like I think OU is still a top four team. I will set aside the fact that they beat Tulane by five. They, you know, get by Kansas here. But, like, to me, they're 8-0, right? And and they win in close games, but they win winning the games. Cincinnati has wins on the road at Indiana. They have wins on the road uh, against, obviously, in, in South Bend against Notre Dame, who keeps winning. Like, sure, they had this, this crappy game. But they've housed basically everybody else they've played. Steve, we'll go to you first. How do you feel about this whole – you know, what Jacob's talking about, the fact that they're going to have to get some style points. He's right, but, like, isn't it ridiculous that they're going to have to do that? It is. I mean, this is not like Florida State in the first year of the college football playoff just squeaking by everyone and, and not seeming to be super interested in, in winning ball games. Uh, the Cincinnati team's been really good. Now, you know, if it's three or four weeks in a row where you're just finding ways to win and not playing well, then we have a conversation, but – if as if this is your one, as Jake laid out there, like is this is your one clunker, the one game that you sort of throw your hands up and say, okay, we escaped, um, then I don't really see a problem. Bottom line, if they go undefeated, I think they should be in. Now, the, the big problem to me is still the SEC title game, which is probably going to be Alabama and Georgia, and how does that shake out if the Tide uh, gets a victory over Georgia and you end up with two SEC teams? Um, but for Cincinnati, like all you can do is – is when the game's in front of you. And no, I don't believe in style points. I mean, I'll say TCU was sitting third in the college football playoff in 2014. They beat Iowa State 55-3, to and they dropped to sixth. So style points only work for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. John? Yeah, I think style points are ridiculous. It's one of my frustrations with college football in general. Uh, I love the NFL because all that matters is wins. You win your games, you advance. And, I, and that's the thing I'm really looking forward to this expansion at some point is that you you get to 12 teams in the college football playoff and few like yes there's going to be more arguments about who's number 11 and who's number 12 but i could care less because you're the 13th and 14th best team but if you're like there's no style six, points at nine and three right yeah, we're not yeah. talking style points at nine yeah and but two. to me if you're cincinnati like this is long overdue for a group of five team to be in and and i, I said this on the show earlier this week that cincinnati isn't necessarily the typical group of five team they're an old Big East hangover. Like mm-hmm. that was a power conference, you know, within the last 20 years, just because the Big East fell apart. That's not necessarily Cincinnati's fault. Like that was a conference that had Miami, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Cincinnati. I mean, Pittsburgh, like great, pretty great programs at one point in time. Right. And Kelly so like, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think like if they go undefeated, I don't care what Ohio State's doing. If Oklahoma and Cincinnati are undefeated and the SEC, you know, gets split at, you know, with Bama winning the SEC championship, to me, that's your top four. And sorry about you, Buckeyes, but that's that's the way I see it. 
Yeah, and before we get to you, Linda, like this, this gets to the heart of the the best four teams thing because the, the the whole flaw with that is what you start doing is like projecting your idea of what right. best four means, and the problem is, is that it should be the best four resumes out there, not the best four teams. Because if you start doing best four teams, I can look at the recruiting rankings and tell you, like, and, and watch a couple games and tell you who's the best four teams. And Ohio State's offense might be just absolutely all killer, no filler right now. But the issue with them is they have a loss to Oregon early in the season. And that should matter. Like you talked about, that that really should matter. Linda, go ahead and give your thoughts. Sorry to go in there before you. No, like uh, like John said, with the NFL, like wins matter. I have friends that strictly watch NFL that have started watching college football because I incessantly talk about Oklahoma State. And they're like, what the hell is with – uh the everything the college, in college football yeah, yes exactly the whole thing <laughs> really the whole system is pretty flawed but specifically with college football playoffs they're like you got to win every game and you also can't almost lose some games like it's there's there's like hardly any margin for error even error that you come out on top of so i'm pretty against style points and to steven's point they only apply to certain teams and, and you can see it. You can see the bias happening when they put them together. So I'm, I'm anti-style points. Go ahead, John. Yeah. I was going to add one more thing that if there's a big 12 champion, that's one loss and there's a bunch of one loss teams, big 12 is not going to the college football playoff this year. hundred percent, hundred percent with you on that. And, and, and here's the thing is like Jake's right. It's going to be, it's going to be style points, but here's the problem is that, they beat Notre Dame on the road. They're, if they want to go undefeated, they're going to have to beat SMU. They're, they're going to have to beat – I don't know if uh, Houston – I forgot how the AAC works, but they're going to have to, have to beat like Houston, SMU, and may have to beat one of them twice, right? And all of a sudden we're going to be like, yeah, but you didn't win the way we, we wanted you to. Yes, you went to South Bend to a team that we let in the playoff last year with one loss, right, to a, to a program that we think is really good. And, and hell, they might end up 11-1 and one this year. But now you got to win the way we want you to win the rest yeah. of the way, or else we're going to put one loss Ohio State in. Who guess what? Crap their pants at home against Oregon earlier in the season. Turns out I mean, Oregon's been so banged up. So like Oregon's win against UCLA was very impressive this week. I don't want to take anything away from them. But like if there's a one loss team that's going to deserve to get in, like you know Oregon fighting through all these injuries to try and get in, like that proves more to me as a resume builder than you know Ohio State blowing out all these teams. They're going to have plenty of shots down the road, but. My whole point being here is like I, I hate the and this is not just because Cincinnati joined the conference. I hate now that we're proje- we're we're trying to find ways as like media to poke holes into it. And I think this, this should be the one time as a as as media like we should push for something is like, hey, look, if you guys if this playoff committee really because we know expansion's coming, we just don't know when it's going to come, and it's going to come eventually. But we don't know like once again, it could be down the line some. So to be fair and to make everybody feel like a shot, like I don't. I mean, how are we gonna feel if we get to thirteen and that was Cincinnati and they get left out? Like Crappy. how? Yeah, we're all gonna feel horrible about it. Like and and John, you know, you cover Oklahoma and we all, you know, we all we all cover teams that have some, you know, some decent brands. And like, man, I mean, how are we gonna feel about our sport if that happens? It's 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 really not for everybody, right? It's an invitational at that point. Like, I don't love Danny Cannell, but I think on that he might be correct. It might be an invitational. At that point, anybody have any thoughts on the playoff stuff before we move on? Anybody want to add it? Back the Bearcats. Let's go back the Bearcats. Start that hashtag up right now. Let's do it on on the uh, on the old Lockdown Big Twelve Twitter page. We'll do that. 
Next up, a look at college football and Big 12 Week 9 slate. But before we move on, a word from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Why go to the auto parts store and get talked down to and looked at like you're crazy or like you don't know what you're talking about? Maybe that's just a me experience, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, let them know Locked On sent you and save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving DIYers like myself for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Again, make sure to let them know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football is here. Baseball here. Basketball here. Hockey here. It's all happening. It's all happening at once. BetOnline is your number one spot for all college football, basketball, pro, all of it. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet anything from baseball to boxing to even who the new Raiders head coach will be. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Be sure to use promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. So we have got, we're already to week nine. Football season always flies by. I hate it. I love football season while it's happening and then it's over and it feels like it was three weeks out of the year. But I, that's not what we're talking about. That's a, that's a me problem. Real quick before the clip of me and the Locked On Big 12 host talking about week nine slate, I just want to give my picks for the Big 12 games. Texas versus the number uh, 16-ranked Baylor. Give me Baylor in a pretty good game for the Bears this weekend. Number 22, Iowa State versus West Virginia. I'm petty. Give me West Virginia. I'm going to take West Virginia this week because I want to see Iowa State lose because that's the kind of person I am. Kansas State versus TCU. A sicko's dream. Battle of the Purples. Give me Deuce Vaughn and the Wildcats. OU versus Texas Tech. I think the most interesting thing about this game will be to see how the Texas Tech players play after the release of Matt Wells this weekend and how OU rebounds after a sad outing against KU. So I am actually pretty interested in that game to see if OU's defense can get on on a good page to see if their offense is back to the exciting offense we originally saw with Caleb Williams and just kind of get a feel for how Texas Tech is going to finish out the year Anyway, here's the clip of me and the Locked On Big 12 host talking about our favorite games for the week and our least favorite games for the week. All right, everybody, this is the this segment of the show where we're going to ask a couple things of you. Number one, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Can be inside the Big 12, outside the Big 12. And also, if you'd like to contribute a Sickos game of the week, you may contribute that as well. So, uh, Jacob, do you, would you like, to, like to go first? You need some time to, to marinate. Give me one second. I like to find that Sickos games. Give me a minute. I'm going to find one here. All right. So I will go. I will go first. Uh, what I'm looking forward to the most this week is Texas and Baylor. Uh, I'm going to go stay in the conference here. It's an awesome game at noon. Both teams coming off by. Dave Aranda's team is a three point favorite. I love that. I love that Vegas is showing some respect there 
And then I'm going to go in the conference for your sickos game of the week. I mean, I feel queasy just thinking about 3.30. I'm sorry, Stephen. 3.30 on ESPNU. Let's go. Let's go TCU at Kansas State. I mean, who in the F knows what's going to happen in that game? Um, that's what makes it the sickos game of the week. Uh, I would not be shocked if GP comes out and heard our podcast and says, boom, 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 boom. Right, right hook, left hook, cross the face. Got you right there. That's my sickest game of the week. All right, Jake, are you good to go? Yeah, I got one for you. All so right, go ahead. Let's go. I think I'm looking forward to in the conference. I do wonder how uh, Texas Tech will respond, obviously, with losing their head coach. They go against Oklahoma. I'm not expecting Tech to win by any means, but I do wonder how they will respond. Will they rally around one another, say, hey, let's go win this for Coach Wells? How will Sonny Cumbie do as the interim head coach? I do have some interest in that regard and just to see how things shake out on that front. And then my uh, Sickles game of the week, this is one that's interesting, and it's going to be close to your heart, Josh. And I know it's not necessarily a Sickles game, but Missouri-Vanderbilt. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting one in the SEC, kind of the cellar dwellers of the SEC there, but I, I think the Tigers are going to be favored. Vanderbilt's very much in rebuild mode. They're kind of tearing that bad boy down to the studs, but it could be an interesting matchup. Eliad Drinkwitz uh, done some interesting things with Missouri, and I think they get back to 500, but it could be an interesting game. Yeah, let's hope it's not interesting. That'd be a, a bad situation. Uh, Linda, do you, uh, what are you most excited to in or outside the conference? Uh, in the conference, you already covered it. It's Baylor, Texas. I think that'll be a really good game. But out of conference is the 11 a.m. Michigan, Michigan State game. I think it'll be a close game. And that's like my favorite kind of game to start a Saturday worth of watching college football. It's a good time to crack open a beer and just like really get immersed into uh, what your day beholds. So that's that's my kind of game to start my day. Do you have like a game that's like I'm like – it's like sick. I'm excited for it. Like sickos, your sickos game or no? Anything you're oh, embarrassed no. to be excited for this week? Oh no, no, not on, not on a college, not in the college world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, SMU Houston is kind of intriguing to me. I want mm-hmm. to see what uh, former Oklahoma Sooners great Tanner Mordecai uh, continues to do uh, in the AAC, but also, uh, Penn state, Ohio state is going to be a lot of fun. I think as well, the evening, the big 10 is going to have a weekend this weekend. All right, Steven. Okay. So the game I'm most excited for, I'm going to go conference USA, UTEP and Florida Atlantic. UTEP is six and one. They play UTSA next week who's undefeated and has a bye. If they win, there's apparently a possibility that college game day could consider going to El Paso. If UTEP can pull off the upset, against Florida Atlantic, who is an 11-point favorite in that in that contest. Um, and my Sicko's game of the week is going to be Arizona-USC. 0-7 Arizona taking on a bad USC team. That's a uh, – that's a let's, let's see what time that kick is. That's 6 o'clock on ESPNU, baby. That's that's a TCU-West Virginia time slot. That's what you need right there. Well, and the thing about that is I probably should have picked that one myself because Arizona is trying to avoid a 20 20- – game losing streak 20 games not great oh my god that could you imagine if jed fishner is going to pull that one off they almost got they almost got washington last week uh and then one more game i'm going to nominate for a sickos game this one's a noon one this one is all kinds of awful we've got three and four virginia tech uh going to three and four georgia tech uh, as somebody who's a virginia tech football fan uh it cheered them a little bit um grandparents had season tickets for 45 years so we went to those games growing up 
I have to edit the Justin Fuente coaches show every single week. And if I, I mean, if you all ever want to know what a dead man walking sounds like, <laughs> Justin Fuente gives you an hour on tech talk live every Monday night. Uh, and he, it's just a guy who knows he's, he is burnt toast. So uh, there you go. There's my sickos game of the week. Thanks for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for an Orange Friday homecoming celebration. Now go make your second listen Lockdown Big 12. Get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors. Free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!